teams covered. No stalking points necessary. You're back with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. All right, he's Blank. I'm Bradham. Uh, Jose Jorge over there. Jose Jorge, do you know he's working very hard today? Yeah, I'm proud of him. I am proud of him. He's working, uh, he worked two shifts today. Well, you know what he's doing? He worked he's two shifts to, today. He's trying to actually earn back some of the uh, massive amounts of hours that he's taken off. Do you do that? Oh, yeah, it takes so much time off. Because you work that, uh, the show for from noon to three? I they, worked, they're well, having a, They're having an illness run rampant through fair, that show. To be fair, I worked one thirty to 3. Who worked from uh, noon to one thirty? Mapes and I split it. Oh, she all split it. Yeah. Oh, wasn't okay. that gentlemanly? Yeah. So, will you get a half comp day? No. Okay, good. I was hoping you didn't. Selfish reasons. All right. What are these overreactions that, uh, that all these people are saying after week nine? Halfway point, by the way, yep. of the NFL season. How about this overreaction? The Buffalo Bills, who are five and four, will not make the playoffs. That's an overreaction. I think it's in play. See, the, the two big ones that came to my mind when. You brought up this segment. Hold were, on. Let's talk about Buffalo. Well, right I'm going to. Were, the Buffalo Bills were one of them. Okay. And I, I just can't see this team not making the playoffs. I, I think that it's fair to say they're not as good as the Bengals or the Chiefs. Or the Texans. And they've fallen behind the teams that <laughs> were, you know, when we talk about favorites in the AFC to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. But I think that to say that their demise is coming and they're not going to make the playoffs is too big of a stretch for me because... It looks like Allen and Diggs have figured out their stuff. And Diggs is getting back to where he was in the past. And that's a big step for them. They still got to figure out their running game. But they're, still, they're just too talented to not make the playoffs at all. The, if the season were to end today, Buffalo would miss the playoffs. They're a half game back at 5-4. and four. Uh, but, but the AFC North is going to beat up on each other. Like Baltimore, all four of those teams at the season end of the day would be in the playoffs. Baltimore 7-2, and two, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, all 5-3. and three. But if you look at Buffalo, I agree. They're, they're, I mean, they're one of the top five talented teams in the AFC. Their schedule is not easy. Like They have Denver and the Jets the next two weeks. That, that, they that should part, win those two. That part is easy. Yep. But then they go at Philly. That's tough. At Kansas City. Oof. Home for the Cowboys. Cowboys are pretty yeah, good. Cowboys are pretty good. At the Chargers. That could be a play-in yeah, game. That could be a really that interesting be a game because, yeah, the Chargers 16. got a lot to play for. Now, Patriots at home, that should be a layup. But then at Miami, the final week. That's not a, that's not that easy of a stretch. Well, because the other team that I was going to bring up is Miami and the fact they can't beat a team over 500. That might be a, that might be for the division. And so only one team gets that, in that, from that that's division. That's a big game right yeah, there. I think it's... I, I'm not going to go as far to agree with this overreaction. I'm mostly on your side. But when you pull up the schedule, it's in play more than you would think, I believe. My mom's reaction from the kids on for not just sports, not sports takes, but on anything when you said something like, if the season ended to today, my mom's quick reaction would be, but it doesn't. <laughs> so that would have been the end of the discussion in my house. But, you know, that, that's the thing. Von Miller's still getting acclimated. I believe he's going to continue to get better. I think that they have pieces that that are, are still capable of playing better. But look, they've underachieved. There's no doubt about it. And, and I know that you know you, you've been critical uh, of Josh Allen, and I'm still a big fan of his. But I don't think there's anywhere that I can argue that Joe Burrow isn't better than than Josh Allen right now. And, and I know that you know Joe picked the, the Bengals to get to the Super Bowl, and they look like. Every bit of a better contender right now than the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I heard this comparison today, or I saw Keith, one of our listeners, tweeted. I guess they some national radio host compared Sean McDermott to Tom Thibodeau. 
that like he is a guy that if your organization's floundering like the Bills were, he probably can get you back to a respectable place, but he's probably not going to take you to the promised land. And that's kind of how I feel about him. I feel like that's disrespectful to Sean McDermott. I think McDermott's been really good in Buffalo. Like he's won he's won double digit games each of the last four years. They've had a Super Bowl contending team each mm-hmm. of the last four years. Is there a problem McDermott, or is there a problem that Josh Allen is a walking turnover? Well, or that the rules were such that in that shootout with Mahomes and the Chiefs that year yeah. that, that it had to end the way it ended because they played their tail off. Yeah, that was that was probably the, that was the closest. Yeah, that I got. but you know, and the other reason why I'll nitpick it, Joe, it's not on you, but I'll nitpick it in the fact that of the two guys, I think everyone in McDermott's locker room loves him, loves his style, and believes in him one hundred percent. Tips can run people rub people the wrong way in a hurry because he's a dictator and he's a screamer, and that works short term to to your point to get them to like playoffs and focus better. But at a certain point, it gets old. Yeah, yeah I'm not. A, I, I don't like that comparison at all. I just, I, don't you feel like he's on the hot seat? If no, they, or no. he's going to get fired if they miss the, miss the playoffs. Miss the playoffs. Who Tibbs or or uh, McDermott? McDermott? I don't at all. Yeah, I, I'm still leaning no. I, I don't think I don't he gets think fired so. if they miss the playoffs. I think it'll be interesting. It wouldn't shock me if they fired him if they missed the playoffs. But who do they bring again? It's easy to say that he sh- if he he could be fired. But then who do they get to upgrades him to be better? Bobby. Bring in Bobby, the kid from Detroit. No, the OC oh, Benny Johnson. the Houston yeah. Texans. Bobby Slowick. Um, ben Johnson. Yeah. Benny Johnson would be interesting. I I wouldn't want to hitch my wagon to Josh Allen, though. Uh, the Ravens will be the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. That's another big one, right? Everybody's talking Ravens this week. Was they it yesterday? Uh, yesterday it came up, the fact that it's ridiculous that suddenly everybody is throwing the Ravens around like they're the second best team in the AFC. I don't think that the Ravens are better than the Bengals. We'll see because they're going to play and they're in the same division. But I just believe that there's a lot of overhype around the Ravens right now. Okay, OBJ got his first touchdown of the year in a blowout when they were already up 30-3. to But the biggest thing that you can say about the Ravens is their defense is as advertised and better than maybe some people expected. Their defense is what they always are, a mainstay of that football team getting things done. Lamar is Lamar, and Lamar is going to win a lot of football games. But I still think they have a lot to prove. I still think that they got to figure out their running game, and I think that they have more questions to answer than the Bengals do. They uh they had the head to head against Cincinnati first one. They, they beat, played twice. They, yeah, they beat them. They won in uh, they won in week two whenever he wasn't healthy. Got to beat the Chiefs. I don't think Odell Beckham's one of the top three targets for Lamar Jackson. I, I would agree with that. You, I like you, you uh, got uh, the t- Andrews. I like Andrews more. You, you got your boy from Boston Zay College, Flowers. I like him more. Yeah, and maybe then, like Rashad Bateman more. Yeah, maybe. Odell Beckham. Yeah, we're, I we're think washed. it's still going to be Kansas City. I'm interested. Uh, actually, I'm not going to. I'm going to bite my tongue real quick here. It's Tuesday. Fab runs tonight. The waivers run tonight. Um, oh, I think it's God, Kansas City that's too. A fantasy take. Fab. Yeah, I don't want to mention a name because I'm I'm interested in a name. Uh, I also think Balt. Even if Baltimore is the best team in the AFC, I don't think they finish with the top seed because they have to run through the gauntlet of the AFC North. Whereas Kansas City schedules a little bit softer with their division. So I mean, head to head, head to head. If you if you had Ravens Chiefs, who are you taking? I'm taking Kansas City. Me too. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas City. And Kansas City's wide receiver room is awful. I think Cincinnati's better, too. I'm with you. I think the Bengals are better than the Ravens. Uh, The Dolphins will flame out in the playoffs because they can't beat good teams. They haven't yet. Will they make the playoffs? See, they have... Look, uh, I'm anti all these people with the hot take. They can't beat a better than 500 team. They haven't. They haven't yet, (laughs) and they're 0-3. But at the same time, Mike McDaniel's a hell of a coach. They got a ton of weapons. Their defense is, is... is is better than average, and I fully expect that they will do. They will beat five hundred teams, 
and they will be better than they are right now by the end of the season. I just think there's too much talent and too good a coach to have a team flounder that badly against 500 and better teams. What would we count as flaming out? Like first is this round. A, first, so wild card. I, I just think if you lose in the first I round, think they, they were of winning yeah. one. They, they pull a Chargers from last year. I think they're capable of winning one. Yeah. I think they're capable of winning one. So I guess by your definition, Joe, I'm not going to say they'll flame out. I think it's a coin flip game in a wild card round if they make it. They might not make it. Only one AFC East team could potentially get in. I don't know, man. I, I think you put them against any of the teams that would be wild cards currently. I mean, the AFC is loaded, though. They are. The AFC but, but I think the only teams that worry me with Miami in a playoff game would be the teams we were talking about. Would be Kansas City, Cincinnati, and and I'd say Buffalo more than Baltimore. I mean, that might be the playoffs, though. Like if we let's let's say that Buffalo makes the playoffs over which which AFC North team do you like? I think less? it comes down Pittsburgh to which or Cleveland. Team? Well, I, uh, Cleveland. Okay, so let's say Cleveland misses, Pittsburgh makes it. We'll we'll say the Texans don't make it, Chargers don't make it. So that would be a playoff of Kansas City, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Miami, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Buffalo. Like that's Damn, a murder. That is, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I'm gonna I'm gonna right. agree with that one actually. I, I don't think that the Dolphins will get past the wild card round. I agree. I, I just think that they're they can't beat good teams. Like they're they're frauds. I don't think so, man. I don't. Like, I don't think they're frauds, but I don't think that they're capable of winning a wild card game because the AFC is loaded. So like, maybe I, I think I, if it's at home, maybe I just said the same thing. Like I they, think if it's a wild card game at home, they could. But like they they play Buffalo, they lose forty eight to twenty. They play the yeah. Eagles, they lose thirty one seventeen. They play the Chiefs, they lose twenty one fourteen. Like and it was last year too. Every time they played a good football team, they lost with or without Tua. Yeah. I know that was part of it last year. But when he was on the field, they didn't beat good teams. Like they're gonna run. I think they're gonna make the playoffs because their schedule is easier. Mm-hmm. But like I think we're gonna learn a lot about who they are um, on Black Friday, honestly, when they play the Jets. Because that's not a great team, but yeah, it's, it's another really good, good defense. defensive. Team. That's a team yeah. that they'll win by twenty one. Yeah, I think they'll blow their doors off as well. Because yeah. I wonder if it's is it good teams or is it physical defenses? I think it's good teams. Plus, I mean, look, like I said, their defense isn't bad, and Zach Wilson's awful. He's probably gonna a lot. He's probably gonna give them all that they need to to blow that game out. They get a Chan back at some point too. That's gonna. I, although uh, Mostert's been a really good running back. Yeah. Uh, the NFC East race is over, and the Eagles have won it. Uh, eight and one at this point. I, I think that they're running away and hiding from basically the rest of the NFC. After yeah. the Niners took the three game losing streak, uh, it was clearly defined from the regular season standpoint who the number one seed is going to be, and the Eagles are giving you no reason to change your mind. Yeah, I think that uh, this is a no brainer. I mean, they have a two and a half game lead. Yeah. Two and a half game lead just beat uh, Dallas, and it wasn't Philly. But uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, this one's over. The NFC East. You can hang the banner in Philly. Honestly, I think you can make the argument just the NFC race is over. I think the Niners will give them a run in the playoffs because they're going to. No, gonna, for the regular top season. seed. Oh, but the top seed is over. Yeah, I mean, I know that they I think play so too. now. They play the 49ers, so like I guess they're, you know. December third, when they play that yeah. game, could be huge. But they but have a two and a half game lead. Yeah, it ain't yeah. gonna. The, not, the gap's not going to get closed that much in one game. San Fran, they they kind of uh, stepped on their own foot these last well, couple. Purdy got exposed a little bit too. He did a little bit. Uh, the Giants will select a quarterback in the first round of next year's draft. Absolutely. No. The Giants. No. I'm gonna say no. Okay. How could they not? Because I just don't think they're going to be in a position to take one. I don't think they're going to fall fall apart that much. Now, you do realize I mean, that, two that, that Tyrod Taylor is also probably out. I know. Yeah, they're, like, playing, they're playing Danny DeVito, a quarterback. So, yeah, yeah Jones is out Tommy. and Taylor's out. Tommy so that DeVito. means they are going to roll over and play dead and they're to get the highest pick possible. They're, they're one of only five teams that have won two or fewer games. They're I done. Know. They're done, though. They're going to be a top five. They're going to take a quarterback. 
top five though? Is that quarterback territory? Because if you don't have yeah, a top, it depends on who. If you don't have a top, top three. three pick though, now you're probably out of that tier. Well, who are your top three quarterbacks? Well, Caleb. I'm saying top Caleb three and picks. May. Yeah, Caleb and May are going to go probably some combination of they're going to go in the Penix, top three picks. I, I'm saying, does Penix and Knicks go fifth overall? I don't oh, think, so. I think so. I think they're more like mid first round guys. Well, I don't think that. I don't think they'll trade down. They'll assure that they get their best pick of the well, whatever's left, well, and then they're, they're going to take a quarter. Regardless of where they pick, they're taking a quarter. They're going to reach for a Daniel Jones type. That's where I just yeah. I, I I don't know if there's that that other quarterback has not emerged as a top five guy. Penix is like 28 years old. Is he really old? He's not quite that old, but yeah, he's like a six-year senior, I think. Him, him and Nick's are too old to be first rounders. I think Nick's is pretty. Both of them will be too. first rounders. I think. I think I th- Penix will. Nick's, I'm curious about. I think he'll end up being a first rounder. I he's a little small. Is it Shador? Is there still a conversation? I think he stays. I think he stays too. Yeah, but I don't think he goes to the NFL. I think Dad will encourage it because he's still raking in a lot of dough he too with the big NIL and his buzz is. Oh, it went way down. off a little way bit. down because so did Colorado, right? We were talking about Dion and Colorado every week in the first three weeks of the season. Yep. Now they're just an afterthought. We should have we should have expected that though. I think they've already exceeded expectations. I agree. Well, they, their win total was three. They're at four. Yeah, they but they expectations got blown th- blown through the roof when they started out the way they did. Is the uh, I think Lynn for those Sanity? that were I think those for those that were ignorant to what they were. Is the Lynn Sanity comparison fair? I don't think so. No, no I think they're, they're, they're going to be better trajectory. every single year. Yeah, I, mean, I, think I think they'll so be too. much. They'll have. I think they'll have a good year in the Big Twelve next year. There, there are going to be player after player recruiting wise lining up to be, yeah. to, to be the next guy to help that team take the next step. Yeah, uh, Joel Blank seven one three two says the Baltimore Ravens have beaten the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati already. Right, that's the first. Uh, okay, I agree with you. Baltimore's right. running game needs improving. No J.K. Dobbins hurts the Ravens' running game. I think Baltimore can beat Cincinnati at home the second time in a couple of weeks. Football emoji, football emoji. We know exactly that we have a couple of Ravens fans that get their feelings hurt if you don't say anything nice about them. But I'm just being honest. There's another matchup to come. The the fact that the you know the the Bengals are going to be healthy. Joe Burrow wasn't exactly healthy when he was trying to do what he was trying to do early in the season. So I'll just say two words. We'll see. 713-780-ESPN, the HRMP listener line, 713-780-3776. So the hot stove is going to start heating up in Major League Baseball here pretty soon for agencies open. Uh, there's some names linked to the Astros, some predictions of players and free agents that end up with the Astros. Do we like these names and possibilities for the Strohs? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. Look, there's a variety of different ways Apollo's, Apollo Men's Health can help you. But there's a variety of different things that you might be lacking where you used to be very, very strong as you go through your daily grind. And it could be everything from the boardroom to the weight room to the bedroom. You could have all the energy in the world previously, and now you just find that you don't have the energy after about 4 o'clock in the afternoon to do the things you used to be able to do. Maybe you're struggling to find a workout program and get in the gym. Maybe you just need to lose weight and don't know if you can get to the gym. They have solutions to all those problems and so many more at Apollo Men's Health. Go to ApolloMH.com right now and see all the services they offer. See if there might be a couple that might be able to benefit you. If there are, sign up for a first appointment right there online. Most major insurance is accepted. There's discounts for military personnel and first responders. And then let the process go from there. Go in and tell them where you're lacking. Tell them where you'd like to have some help. They'll put a program together that works. They'll get you the results that you need. It's as easy as going there and saying, hey, look, I need more energy. Well, that could be a B12 shot, or that could be everything as extensive as hormone therapy for both men and women. They offer it, and there are men and women in the lobby every single day and reaping the benefits of more energy thanks to hormone therapy. 
therapy and the variety of different ways that it can be administered. If you want to get on a workout program, start with a body composition analysis so they can chart your progress. When your body fat goes down, your muscle mass goes up, and your important numbers are making sense, you are making progress whether you feel it in the gym or not, and it'll give you motivation to continue. You want to recover quicker after going to the gym? HGH peptide therapy. When I said lose weight and not have to go to the gym, New FDA-approved semi-glutide is available at Apollo Men's Health. You don't have to go to the gym at all. You could lose up to six pounds every week. It's amazing, and it's because they care about their patients. Check them out today and mention my name, Joel Blank. You can say uh, you get a free B12 shot or body composition analysis on your first official visit, but you can't get started and get going if you don't stop in. Go to the website, set up an appointment, and check. Jeremy Brennan. We'll get to the Stroh's hot stove in a moment. Uh, Lamont says, aren't we forgetting the elephant in the room when it comes to the Ravens? We're only a Cody? matter of weeks away before Lamar Jackson suffers his annual season-ending injury. Why would Cody be a black cloud when it comes to the no, Ravens? Elephant in the room. Remember oh, he, black elephant yeah, in the room. Yeah, because yeah, he's the you know he's one of the big boys. But why, why is that? I'm just synonymous with Baltimore. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just when we forget an elephant in the room, that's the first thought that crosses my mind. Lamar Lamar is prone to injury. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Out to the HRP listener line, Daniel. Daniel, you're in the hive of the bees. What's up, Daniel? Hey, I just want to say you're forgetting about the race. Uh, we lost, Daniel. You. We can't hear you. We lost you, Daniel. Call that's back. Right. We have better a, connection. We have an understudy for a Ravens call in Houston. Seven one three seven eight. I don't know. I have no idea. I couldn't hear him. Could you? Could you hear him, Joe? I'm hard of hearing though. We've we've known that. I, I think, think everybody that has worked in radio like we have for as long as we have gets yeah. hard hearing. I think I'm worse than you. I think yeah, you're I think right. I'm worse than Joe. So y'all had a better chance of hearing than I did. And y'all didn't hear? No. Okay. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven. You couldn't figure out our S two D two. I couldn't. I was I was lost yeah. there. You needed an interpreter for that. It, I felt like I felt like the person that was looking at that dress and trying to say if it's gold or blue. Uh-huh. Remember? That's how I felt every you time. Said purple? Uh, yeah, I was orange. Uh seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Out to the HRP listener line for Angelo. You're in the hive at the beach. What's up? Um, yeah, so you said the Ravens have an unproven rushing attack, but they currently lead the league in rushing touchdowns. So I was just mm. wondering what that was about. Because they've lost so many quality running backs. Look, and Lamar does a lot to enhance the running game, whether he wants to run or not. But when you get to playoff football, it's a different story. I, I, I'm not taking anything away from them, but I think that they're still figuring out and, and being more consistent in their running attack as it relates to playoff football. How's I, that? I like the answer, but I, I think he trumped you. I think he trumped you. He had a little. He threw a little nugget in there. He threw a truth bomb at you. That's fine. <laughs> but I mean, look, losing Dobbins and 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 you know the setbacks that they've had to to deal with. Uh, they're a running. They're a run first football team, and and they like to play smash mouth running football. They're also with a new offensive coordinator slinging it around the yard a little bit more to try and keep Lamar from getting hurt. To your point, but I think that there's still things to figure out <laughs> and running backs to be. Here's the thing. I thought in. it was weird that he used um, touchdowns. Yeah, but they're. I mean, they're number one in the You're NFL right, in like, yards per game. I mean, running Gus Edwards is fifteenth yeah. in the NFL. I, I didn't. I, I didn't realize that either. I thought I knew that they were top ten. I didn't know they were one. Yeah, but like the rushing attack, when we're talking about it, we're talking about the running backs, and yeah. Gus Edwards is his 15th. Yes, he has a lot of one- and two-yard touchdowns, but like that doesn't mean Jamal Williams was a good running back last year in the NFL. I mean, I don't know how you can argue this, though. They have the number one rushing attack in the NFL. Like, yeah, we how were, can you argue that? Yeah, but our point was running backs, that they need help with the running backs. See, uh, I, think, I think I'm on Angelo's side here. Like, they lead the NFL in rushing yards. I don't think you can criticize their ability to run. 
Well, I, I think Marsh 82 on, on Twitch is a Ravens fan. And he said, they're paper champs every year. They choke in the playoffs. I want to see something different when it comes to winning in the playoffs. And I think that's what I'm kind of leaning towards, which is they still got to find who their true bell cow is going to be running the football. But that's not what they want to do anyway. They want to pass the ball more. Yeah, that was the thought, but they lead the NFL in running. Uh, 713-780-3776. Well played, though, Angelo. I'll give you you credit for coming back. I'm just a little – now, here's here's the nitpick that I have on Angelo. Why did he go rushing touchdowns and not that they lead the league in rushing per game? That was the interesting thing to me. Uh, Astros hot stove. A few names that have been predicted to go to the Astros in free agency. A couple of different publications playing this game. Uh, the first one's The Athletic, where they kind of pulled a bunch of different people that work for The Athletic. Uh, Tommy Pham is mentioned, at, or the Astros are mentioned as a fit, potential fit, for Tommy Fan, they list the salary for Tommy Fan a little big, uh, ten and a half million for one year. Would you I'm, would I'm you fine. be interested in that? No, I wanted Tommy Fan in the Verlander trade. Well, Remember? but to- yeah, but then Tommy Fan, who really underachieved grossly with the Mets. No, he was pretty good. He was pretty good for the Mets. Got cut free, and then when Arizona picked him up, well, they traded him for a very very fringe prospect. Yeah, they gave and, him, they and he gave played him well with Arizona, but I'm I, I don't I, I could live without Tommy Pham in my lineup. I would have liked him more at the deadline than this offseason. I, I thought it would have been a good hey, yes, we'll give you the prospects that you really really want, but how about you throw in Tommy Pham who you're about to give away anyways? I, I thought that Dana Brown should have got him as a throw in offseason. I, I think that I'm I think you can do better. I think you can. And Tommy Fan, all of the Astros are going to be kind of handcuffed with their uh, like, like, like with their small, financial situation. Small need basis in the playoffs. He stepped up, had good at bats, had some good games. That's fine. But over the one sixty two, I just I, I think Tommy Fam's best days are behind him. I, I don't think that Tommy Fam is that big of an upgrade over what you already got. I think he's an upgrade. But over I, Chaz I mean, McCormick. Well, no, I'd play Chaz in center, and okay. I play Fam in yeah. left. Uh, there'd be an offensive lineup. The other one that the Athletic mentions, they only mentioned two was Brandon Belt, a 36-year-old first yeah. baseman DH. He mentioned they, they mentioned the best fit, Houston. They project him at one year $12 million. Nope. This he, is a glorified John Singleton. Yeah, he, and, he's, and he's way on the backside of his career. He's on the back nine, and he's playing probably the 16th hole. I think he's a Lufkin kid. Uh, that's great. Well, look, what's the, he can visit in the offseason. What's the fit? I guess left-handed bat off the bench, but and, it seems and he high. plays first base DA. I think the idea is that you're. I think if, if I'm making the case here, and I'm not because I, I don't want this at all. Let's let's make that known. I think the case here is you're on your left fielder and Brandon Belt your DH. Yeah, I, I think that's what that's based on because it's the only thing that makes logical sense. I don't think is it's that he's your DH. I think it's an upgrade. I mean, I think. I mean, I, well, okay. I'm, I'm sitting here defending Brandon Belt, who I want nothing to do with. Yeah, right. But if the idea is you're playing Jordan in left field, Brandon Belt's going to get at bats instead of Jake Myers. Okay, fine, but if for that, if that, if we're, if we're doing that, then I can get Michael Brantley at a very, very cheap deal to get hurt, but still be serviceable and do the exact same thing for a lot less money. Maybe unless he retires. Uh, I don't want Brandon Belt, so I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to stick up for Brandon Belt anymore. It feels gross, even though he's a Texan. Uh, okay, MLB trade rumors list two other free agents that uh, they predict to the Astros: um, Jorge Soler, three years, forty-five million dollars. That so that's pretty pricey. That's fifteen that's million. Pricey, a year. but he interests me. Me too. Uh, you add some thunder to this oh, lineup. Boy, do you. A guy who can hit 30 home runs. There is some question if he's good enough defensively to play in the outfield for you. So now you're looking at a situation where you have two kind of left field DH types between he and Jordan. Uh, I'm running him out of left field. Let him hit 30, 35 home runs. At no Park, question about it. I'd take 
you know, the money's going to absolutely alter the decision to, or it'll be a big influencer and in what I would be willing to do. I'd love to see that big bat in the lineup with another big bat like Jordan and, and really make everybody deal with it. Joe, you think about that one. If they're going to make Jordan play left field, like then just do it. And so Solaire's great. I think I, I definitely want, in left I want Jordan in left versus Solaire. <sighs> He's uh, got a gun, but he ever since he, when he came up with the Cubs, I'm like, not saying he's good. Lordy's there. got a gun too. I'm not saying that Solaire's not good in left field. Yeah, I'm not saying that he is good in left field. I'm I mean, saying that I will trade the defense for the health and safety of Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, and the I, extra boom in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, in this case, you, you have them both in the lineup. It's which one's right, playing left right. field. Um, I'm playing the lesser defender if Solaire's a lesser defender than Jordan because I want to keep Jordan safe. You could sell me. You could, I, I mean, I'd be fine with Solaire even at that price. Now, tag. all of these are going to be, will Jim Crane be willing to pay the luxury tax because all of these would send the Astros into the luxury tax. So that's kind of question number one, but it's fun to talk about. The final name that uh, is listed as a projection for the Astros is a left-handed reliever who is a flamethrower, Aroldis Chapman. Two years, $24 million. I thought the first projection was 2 and 12. This one's two years, $24 million. 24 is too much. It's way too much. But if you can get him for 2 and 12, I'm taking it. You want a domestic abuser on your team. Okay, you're going to go that <laughs> route. I, I want a left-handed flamethrower in my bullpen that's, that maybe with the, the, the law firm, not helping him there, but helping him in ways to improve some of his stuff, Yeah, that he would be a... a a, a, a good ad for a bullpen that needs help. Yeah, he, he stuff all that stuff. Yeah, he would. Uh, the history to me kind of gets. I'm out. Like he's got some bad blood. He I, he hit Chaz McCormick intentionally. Bruised my Chaz might folder. still be bruised. He probably is still bruised. It's a um, no because I'm not know. signing someone that when the playoffs come, he's going to make all of us cry when he walks into the game because you know they're going to lose. <laughs> I, I also don't want the off taken away from stuff. the Rangers. Though. So I'm out. I'm Unless out maybe that's a benefit. Yeah, I want him to stay with the Rangers. Okay. I think it helps your case next year. So we're out on a roll this. I mean, two out of three. The only Brown one that on I'm Bell, in on is Solaire. Solaire. And then Crane's going to pay the luxury tax. It's fine. Unless you, tra- unless you can find yeah. a trade that, if you could find a trade for Montero, it would be outstanding. Yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think you can I don't either. think that you can. All right, 713-780-ESPN. Cash or trash? What are you cashing? What are you trashing? What's your hot takes? What are your overreactions that you want to cash or trash with the bees? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Cash or trash? Gentle Ben is the best. Cash! We all know that. I like a good drink at the end of the day. Vodka, gin, bourbon, all part of the rotation for me. And Gentleman Spirits does it all, and they do it better than anybody else. How? Well, they have a revolutionary Persado technology that eliminates impurities for the cleanest, smoothest spirits you will ever taste. Purification of Gentleman is unrivaled. You'll love what's not in it, including undesirable acids. No one has any time for undesirable acids. These acids take the enjoyment out of your drinks. Well, Gentle Ben gets rid of the undesirable acids so you can enjoy your drink. Try a sip of Gentle Ben vodka, gin, straight bourbon, or cast-strength bourbon. Compare it to what you drink and you will never go back. I've been a Gentle Ben man ever since I had that first sip because you get all the flavor with none of the burn. Smooth, clean, eliminates that burn. Enjoy your drink. Don't work through it. Look for Gentle Ben at the liquor store. Look forward to your favorite restaurant restaurant or bar, head to the Gentle Ben Tasting Room, stop by Ben's Bar at the Toyota Center if you're going to watch a Rockets game, and head to GentleBen.com, too, to learn about your new favorite, and you can order the spirits straight from GentleBen.com now, which is fantastic. Gentle Ben Spirits makes the perfect holiday gift for friends, family, and your best customers. We know they'll love what's not in our spirits, too. Give Gentle Ben this holiday season. It's not a party without Gentle Ben. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. 
All right, what are you cashing? What are you trashing? 713-780-3776. Blankers, leadoff man, get on base type, doesn't strike out much. What are you leading off with? Man, I just I forgot the one that I had. <laughs> That's great. It's really That's good for our good. line of work. Uh, you guys go first, and I'll, I'll think of it. All right, cash or trash this. You should sprinkle a little C.J. Stroud to win the MVP at plus 13000 I don't think he's going to win it. I don't think he's going to win it. But you lay down $100 on C.J. Stroud to win the MVP, you're looking at a 13 k payout. I, I'm going to cash this, and I'm going to, because... If they make a run at the playoffs and they make the playoffs, then it's going to be he's going to get votes. And like there I don't think there is a season that's happening in the NFL that's like, "Oh my gosh, this guy is the MVP." Probably the best player in the NFL, in the NFL of the season is AJ Brown, and yep. we know he's not going to win it. I think the favorites right now are Lamar, Jalen Hurts, Mahomes. I think Tua kind of faded a little bit. And like Mahomes, he's not putting Mahomes up the is not numbers. putting up great stats. No, yeah, no, so like, he's not. That's more of a like we project him team, to put up good stats. Yeah, that's but that's also a team thing too that he's so good. He's making everybody around, regardless of what his stats are. Yeah. If the team keeps winning, he'll get the credit. It's also probably a a lot of people bet Patrick Mahomes, so it's going to inflate it or it's going to lower and yeah. deflate his value. You. you know who tipped me off on this was Brendan Riley. He texted me. He texted me on Monday. He goes, "Is there any reason I shouldn't bet CJ Stroud plus thirteen thousand? Here's the thing. What happens? I looked if they at my book. The, he went on my book. What happens if they win this weekend? I mean, if if they somehow win if the they division, beat the Bengals, it's going. If they win the division, and the division, I, I think it's a long shot that they win the division. But there's no way that you're getting odds at plus thirteen thousand for the Texans to win the division. They're probably what plus four hundred, maybe, yeah. to win the AFC South. If they win the AFC South, Stroud produces. He's going to be in the mix, and plus thirteen thousand yeah. just unbelievable value for a guy whose numbers kind of rival the numbers of these other guys that are. Favorites. I think a lot of a lot of it is dependent upon the fact that Mahomes' numbers aren't great this year, and there isn't anybody running away from it because they don't even have to win the division if they just get in the playoffs. Based on how many people, including myself, didn't think they were going to win a handful of games, that they are going to open a lot of eyes in a hurry. And the numbers that he put up last week was like. Eye-opening to the nation, but we, it was something that we already knew. Mm-hmm. And as more and more national writers get their eyes on C.J. Stroud, if he keeps performing at this level, he's going to be in the mix for sure. That's just, the odds there are just so so great. It's just it's worth it's worth the maybe if you don't want to go 100, go 50. Hell, go, go 10. 10. Go 10, 1300. Like, yeah, I think that I think it's a lower money play for me, but I think that there's legitimacy to the fact that with every passing yes. win. He gets more people on the bandwagon. And I don't think he's going to win. I don't think so either. Plus 13. And I don't think it's a slap in his face to say he's not going to win. To be in the discussion as a rookie is amazing. No, he shouldn't be in the discussion. (laughs) He shouldn't be in the discussion. But, like, if the Eagles are the number one seed, they were the number one seed last year in the NFC, Mm -hmm. is that make like, Jalen Hurts, we know he's valuable. If C.J. Stroud wins the division this year, after the Texans were the second worst team in the NFL last year, I think it's he's gonna get votes, and I think people are gonna start paying attention to the numbers and where he stacks up with the leaders too. Like, oh, oh, CJ Stroud's leading the division. Oh, CJ Stroud's top three in passing yards. But oh, CJ Stroud has the best touchdown interception ratio in the NFL. Oh, maybe CJ Stroud should get a top three MVP vote. Yeah, I, I just it's worth a, a, a whatever you feel comfortable as a small wager. Yeah, it's worth I, w- it. I would say it's a small wager, whatever your unit size is. All right, Joe, what are you doing? Don't tell us what your unit size is, Joe. Uh, I, I'm gonna go that. Bill Belichick's not going to finish the season as the New England Patriots head coach. The Boston Globe reported that there's even a chance he gets left in London this weekend if they lose to the Indianapolis Colts. Trash it. You can't do that to the legend. They're playing in Germany. Germany, my bad. (laughs) 
Oh, whoops. I'm just so used to overseas football being low. What was that you said in your video about you've been known for hot takes and bad takes and hot takes? I don't segment. think that was a bad take. That was just inaccurate information. Yeah. I think it's different. I think. Yes, that's 100% different. So they're going to leave them in Germany with all the schnitzel. Yeah. Trash it. Could, leave be, could be worse than that. I Look, like schnitzel. Trash. He's done too much for that franchise, for that owner, to where he still, regardless of if he exits or not, he's going to still exit somewhat on his terms. It's not going to be in the middle of a season. It's going to be at the end of the season where there's either a mutual parting of the ways or he just decides I'm done or he wants to coach somewhere else, but it's not happening in the middle of a season as bad as this season is. I think they I think they still think he has value too. I think they might try to hang on to him and then try to trade him. I think there's more legitimacy to that than firing him in Germany and leaving him there with well, all the schnitzel. That's probably I can see Magic Johnson yeah. and the new ownership at Washington making a run at him for the splash and being willing to deal with the Patriots. And what's the hurry? Like, don't they already have Gerard Mayo lined up to be the next head coach in waiting? Why does it matter if you fire him in week 10 versus fire him at the end of the season if he's already going to be your head coach? Like, whenever you're firing a guy early, like, you're either trying to make a run that season or you're trying to let the coaching carousel know, hey, our job's open, come work for us. And I don't think that it makes sense with where New England's at and with the rumors that Mayo is going to be the next guy. All right, what you got, Blankers? I think the first one to me is that the L.A. Clippers are not even a, four, a top four seed in the Western Conference. And the L.A. Clippers may be a, a seven or eight seed that has to deal with the play-in tournament at the end of the season. I don't like their roster. I don't like their makeup. Um, I don't like James Harden the at thing this too, point in his career. Like, I don't love their shooters. Like, how are they going to score the basketball? Well, like, the, the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I think it's going to be – but are they great shooters? Like, they're, they're mostly ISO players, Paul George right? is a pretty good shooter. He's yeah, he's the best of the four. But Harden's not really. I mean, Harden can shoot, but I don't think he's like a great shooter. Russell Westbrook can't See, hit hit water if he fell off a boat. But you know what? Russ was playing. He was doing everything to extend his career. He took less money. Mm-hmm. He was playing really well for them for what he has left in the tank. And now with James Harden, it's just another step that he has to go over to try and get the ball. And I don't think I think all of them are going to suffer. I, I'm going to catch this. This feels like a super, super, super true value version of those Lakers team when they had like Gary Payton, Carl Malone, like trying to pair them up to win a title with Shaq and Kobe. Problem is, Clippers don't have Shaq and Kobe. Right. Like it's a just like a true value times ten version of that, where you just have these collection of former stars. And I still think Paul George is a good player. I still think Kawhi Leonard's a good player. I think Harden can be a good player if he wanted to. I think same thing with. Us. It's a really bad fit, and they're all way past their. I think all of them are past their prime. See, I don't like their roster. I watched them play without Harden, and I thought this team could really do something because of the fact that there was still continuity, guys playing roles, got you know, defined roles for the guys coming off the bench. Now I watched them play with Harden, and I go, no matter how much time they need for continuity, there's going to be no continuity with that team. Yeah, I'm going to cash this one as well. I think the problem is also two of your four best players don't love basketball (laughs) with Kawhi and James. So, I'm out. That's a good call on that one. They don't really like basketball a whole lot. Uh, This one's from from Jack. He says that, uh, like you guys have the Jordan rules, there needs to be the Tank Dell rules. Tank Dell is such a good receiver that he should no longer be taking carries from the backfield, and he shouldn't be returning kicks or punts. Uh, I'm going to trash this trash. because of the fact that he, whether he gets the football or not, is such a weapon you have to pay attention to with regards to him getting the ball in the running game or, you know, just by running in motion and getting the football that 
he get, he has to make business decisions if he gets the football and sees linemen coming after him. But at the same time, I can't take that element out of the lineup. I'm fine if he doesn't run back yeah. punts and kicks anymore, but I cannot take him completely out of the running. Yeah, game. I'm not. I'm going to trash this too. Trash. Uh, I'm okay with him not returning kicks. In fact, this past week is the first time I've seen him returning kicks. It's usually punts, and usually he's sharing duties with Robert Woods. Uh, he's. I mean, he's he's a game changer in the punt game. I mean, he can he can take one back right. like that. Um, I understand where Jack's coming from. Because you don't want to take Tang Dill to get hits because he's probably one of your best. I mean, he's your best. Well, top two receiver, yeah. Nico. Yep. I'm going to trash this as well, Joe. Yeah, definitely trash it. Trash. I, I understand the idea of wanting to protect him, but frankly, he's just he's as much risk every time he catches the ball as he's running the ball. Uh-huh. I don't think there's any difference because if you took away the run play, all that would turn it would turn into is a pass play with the intention of getting Tank Dell the ball. I think you can go out of bounds easier as it with a catch with a reception. Sure. Uh, I think you can kind of like slide to avoid a hit better with a reception than than a carry. I, I do think carries lead to like if the defense, more collision than a catch. If the defense reads what you're doing with a run play with him, mm-hmm. there's that's a tough escape route for him to to avoid not taking a big 300 pound lineman on it. Yeah, that's that, the other thing is like who's hitting you right like in the secondary versus at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, if you get to the edge and it's a corner or a safety, that's, that's one point. thing. But if you get to the edge and it's a an interior defensive lineman, you're in, he's in a literally in a world of hurt. You're yeah. on a roll today. That's a great but counterpoint. They, but they've done a lot of. But most of the carries have been way outside. Like yeah, but you not can, like you can get an edge guy out there, sweep. though. No, you're right. You can get an edge. He was, he yeah, was, if someone holds the edge and he decides to try and cut back, he too. Did a, he did a read option yeah, on Sunday. That he was, was bizarre. A, he was in the wild tank Yeah, that package. was bizarre. Yeah, I didn't love that. He also lined up as a fullback on a two-point conversion. That was weird. <laughs> Tanks played Both every position. Just not He's necessary. Cordell Stewart. Their, their two-point conversion short yardage yeah, from good. Bobby Slowick's offense I think, is a big problem. I think he gets too cute. I really do. Oh, yeah. One of Jim Bowden's offseason predictions, the Astros hired Joe Espada to be their next manager. That's what my first Cash or trash. That the Astros have no aspirations of looking outside the building and that no matter who anybody else hires, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter because Joe Espada is going to be the next manager of the Houston Astros no matter what okay. they said publicly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trash it. Trash. I don't think Joe Espada is going to be the next manager of the Astros. Really? I don't think so. And why is that? I don't know. I just have a feeling. I- Branham intuition. I'm going to trash it as well. Trash. I hate that Bob Nightingale reported that Dana Brown is pushing for Joe Espada. If that is no, why do you hate that? Because like it means either. he has to convince Jim Crane that this is the right decision. The reason that what, I hate that is because to... I don't want my GM running his mouth to the media. Well, I, yeah, I don't like does that. that already. I don't like that. Now, yeah. it's different if you're behind a camera and you're doing it publicly. If you're going to the papers to try to get your man, if I'm Crane, I'm firing him. Like, I just, like if Dana Brown is going and talking oh, about my I don't coaching think he ran search, to Nightingale and told him I that. hope not. I really, I, I, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. For the record, if he did, oh, that's bad. I'm calling James Click up. Hey, James, what do you want to do? You want a little reunion tour? Yeah, they because- should, G- general manager should not be going to the papers to run his mouth to say well, this. I need to get my guy. Well, no, don't call Bagwell. Yeah. Well, because with that report yeah. came that Jim Crane wanted a big name. See that's where I think guy. that that's what I think the pause is that, was that he, he at least wants oh, yeah. to talk to some big names. What's but I think at name? the end of the day he won't renege on a promise that I think he made, which is that I think he yeah. promised under the table Joe Espada if he stuck stuck with this team through Dusty that he was going to be the heir apparent. Cash or trash? All these reports are fake. 
They're all fake. Trash. They're all guessing. I'm They're trash. all thinking. They're all trying to just put news in their newsletter for the offseason. I, I, I'm going to trash. If Dana Brown is there. going to Nightingale and is talking openly about this carousel because he's trying to like strong arm his guy, that is a bad move. The only thing I think that helps the Joe Espada run to be the manager of the Astros, I think the Cubs literally just put Jim Crane in a box he's not going to want to go into. Like, the Cubs paid Craig Council $8 oh, million dollars a oh, year. Yeah. If that's what a, a new big precedent. name yeah. costs, Jim Crane's not touching I that. I think if they go in-house, I think it's going to be Omar Lopez. See, I said that. I said that early on, that I thought that he might be a better candidate and might get more run than than Joe. But I, I, I firmly believe this, guys. I believe there was a handshake under the table when Espada a, a was a hot name. And, and, I, and I think that Crane would like to at least talk to some big names. But I think it's a combo platter of he made he he basically made a wink wink deal with with Joe Espada and he does it doesn't it doesn't make him happy to think that he'd have to pay a manager of a big name sort the the six to eight million dollar a year. Right? I, I think that's plausible. I don't love the fact that it's Dana Brown is pushing for Joe Espada. Like I I want to know how that came to be because I, I have some qualms if it's Dana Brown that's talking. Seven one three seven eight zero ESP. Let's do a quarterback exercise. Where, where does Stroud stack up against other starting quarterbacks in the NFL to see where he, where he truly ranks amongst the landscape of the NFL quarterbacks? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Hey guys, we know another big weekend coming up of college football, pro football, college basketball now is in full swing. All the sports, all the time. You love watching them and a lot of times you like putting money down on them and there's only one place I tell you to do that. It's mybookie.ag I tell you that all the time because they are the most reliable. They are the most trustworthy. They have been in business a long time, and they take care of their customers all the time. And that's why you, I tell you to go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code BET975 whenever you're on the site or if you're thinking about setting up an account because of the fact that you're going to cash in right now with another match bonus. The Right now, if you go to mybookie.ag and set up an account and use the promo code BET975, you put up to $1,000. You put money in. They're going to double what you put in. You're going to have more money in your account instantly. And you know what I always tell you? More money in your account means more games you can bet on, more chances to win, and therefore, why wouldn't you get in right now at mybookie.ag? Put in fifty bucks, they'll put in fifty-two. Now you got a hundred. Put in a hundred bucks, and you know how this deal goes. They'll put an extra hundred on top of it. Now you got two hundred bones in your account. More money in your account, and more chances to win means more games you can play on, and more sports that are going to be available on mybookie.ag. They've got in games. They've got all the different games. They got crazy odds going on as well. There's many different ways you can cash in on top of that. But the best way is when you put money in, and they double what you put in up to a thousand bucks. That's the big winner. That's the bonus. That's why I tell you to go there. They take care of you as a customer. And by the way, when there's not games going on, live dealers standing by to do casino games like blackjack and poker, it's even another added reason why you go to mybookie.ag and use that promo code BET975. As I always tell you, bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With the only place I tell you to do it, it's my... 97.5 and 92.5. He's blank on Branham. We are the uh, the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. It's Joe George behind the glass. All right, C.J. Stroud, good football player, good quarterback. Just how good of quarterback is C.J. Stroud? All right, let's go through these teams and see who C.J. Stroud is better than. Jordan Love. Okay, we'll get there. <laughs> I just you know I can't help myself. We'll get there is uh okay. This is a, right off the game. I'm just going to go by division standing top to bottom. Is he better than Tua? Yes. Yeah. It feels hot takey, doesn't it, to say it that? It kind of does because the Dolphins still aren't a bad team, and I don't think it's Tua's fault when they lose to over 500 teams. 
but it does feel a little hot takey. Uh, C.J. Stroud with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, and Mostert, and Achan, and Chase Claypool. Uh, give me. Uh, give you can me, leave the last guy off that. Give though. me C.J. Stroud. But still, I'm, I'm taking. They're Stroud. really talented and skilled. I'm taking Joel Stroud over Tua. I'm yeah, taking I, Stroud over I, I Tua. I think if Stroud was I in agree. the position with the Dolphins. I think he's more talented. Better success. I think he's more talented. Like to win a football game tomorrow, yep. maybe Tua. But in terms of just talent, the big picture, like. The throws that they can make. CJ Stroud can make throws that Tua I don't think is capable of making. I'll go Stroud there. Uh, Josh Allen. Nope. No. Nope. I think Josh Allen's so. Overrated. I know you do. I think he's overrated, but he's still done he's enough. Still, where I can. yeah, I, I think, agree. Give me Josh Allen on my fantasy football team to win a single football game. Give me CJ Stroud. No. Give me not CJ yet. Stroud. Not yet. Uh, everybody gets enamored with the numbers. Oh, look at no. jo- look at Josh Allen run for a lot of yards. Look for a, look at him leap a defender. Look at him throw for a bunch of yards. Cool. He also is going to turn it over three times in a critical game. But I I think that you can also look at the game where he dueled he dueled you know stride for stride with Mahomes. That's one where, game. Where okay, but in the biggest game of the year on a, on a massive stage with everything on the line, I, I would say that he's more like. The Stockton and Malone or Gary Payton and Sean Kemp teams that just couldn't beat Jordan or Barkley's sons. I think that that was one of those games where you're going up against one of the greats of all time. Other than that, you're going to a Super Bowl. I think Josh Allen's a great fantasy quarterback. But y'all got y'all outvoted me. I'd love I'd love to have Josh Allen on my fantasy football team. I want nothing to do with him leading my playoff team. But I got outvoted there, so Josh Allen will have ahead of him. Uh, Zach Wilson. No, easy. Easy. Uh, we're not going to – are we going to include Aaron Rodgers? No, I don't think we need to. He's no. hurt. Uh, Mac Jones, not even easy. worth the easy. conversation. Lamar Jackson. This is a tough one because – It is I, tough. I, I, I still have Lamar in front because total package, like he's still a very talented quarterback. And he's a, he's on a good t- football team. He's a legit MVP candidate as well this year, but he's already won an MVP. So I think short term, I still go Lamar. Yeah, CJ's probably three years away from past. Maybe maybe sooner than that. Maybe two. I two more years like this one, and the way it's been going so far. Yeah, and it's definitely a good conversation. CJ Stroud's a way better thrower of the football. I agree. Way better thrower. Lamar's of the football. a way and better I, runner. And I, but I value throwing more than I value running from Which that position. You should. But I, I'm not going to give it to him quite yet, even though I really, really want to. Really want to. Not going to quite do it. All right, can you pick it? We can move on Easily. quickly. Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. I think it's easy. I think it's absolutely because I think it's a discussion you and I have had multiple times. I I just don't think Deshaun ever gets back to where he was before all the stuff here. I think he's a shell of himself. I I think that Watson at his best still might not be better than Stroud at his best because of some of the things that he does negatively, misses easy plays, mm-hmm. negative plays, things like that. All right, so we're well, I also think he makes a lot of business decisions now, and, and we talked about that. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow. Nope. Easy Joe Burrow. Yeah, I got to go Burrow. Burrow's my guy. You, you meant Burrow? Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. I'm taking him over Trevor Lawrence right now. Mm. I absolutely am because I think uh, just kind of like what you said about some of the other guys, I think there's some throws that Trevor Lawrence wows you, and there's some other throws that – seem to be throws he should make that he misses that that worry me. I'm skeptical about his long-term big-time success rate, and I think that C.J., like you said, with the touch passes and the things he already does, I'm going to take C.J. over over Trevor Lawrence. I still lean Trevor. Okay. I'm going C.J. I'm going Whenever they played earlier this year, and I understand that wasn't Trevor Lawrence at his best, I also think it was C.J. Stroud at his best. Trevor Lawrence puts the ball on the ground a lot. He is super careless with the ball. I remember I looked it up whenever the uh, the Texans played uh, the Jags, and Lawrence doesn't throw like tons of interceptions, but the amount of times he puts the ball on the 
on the turf would blow your mind. I how think the often other thing too it. is is that he still makes throws that he shouldn't make, or yeah. or or when he makes a, 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 an easy, there's an easy play to make, and he can't, it makes it look hard. I, I I also think he has trouble with touch. I don't think touch yep. is his game. Whereas I think C.J. Stroud has unbelievable touch. Guess how many fumbles Trevor Lawrence has in his career? This is his third year. He's never missed a game. Seventeen games his rookie year. Seventeen games his second year. He's played eight games so far this year. Guess how many times Trevor Lawrence has fumbled the football? Nine. He did that in his rookie year. Ooh, so like twenty? Twenty-seven Ouch. times. Twenty. He's played forty-two games and he's fumbled. Excessive. Now he hasn't lost all these. I'm just saying he's Still. put them on the turf. He has fumbled the ball twenty-seven mm. times. Like he led the league last That's year. That's a whole lot. How does that happen? How do you put the ball on the turf twenty-seven you don't times? Take care exactly. of it. Exactly. Like for like, I understand that's a very like nitpicky and very trivial number. That matters to me. Matters. I want a quarterback to take care of the ball. I'm going C.J. Stroud over Trevor Lawrence. I think I think Stroud is a better quarterback yep. than Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence has a bigger arm. I think Lawrence is a better athlete. But the quarterback position, sorry. I'm going C.J. Stroud over Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew. Stroud. Stroud. Okay. Uh, Will Levis or Ryan Stroud. Tannehill. Stroud. No doubt about it. Pat Mahomes. I mean, we can go right Mahomes. through that. We can go right through that one. Yeah. This one might be tricky. Justin Herbert. Mm. Won the same amount of playoff games. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still going Herbert. I just think it's still, he's still an elite quarterback. I think. I think it's a good conversation that you can have. I think the key is, is that where I think where Stroud might be able to catch him someday is touch. I think Stroud has touch on him now. I'm saying I think Stroud catches him because of touch because I think oh. Herbert has a bigger arm. But Herbert's got the, maybe the biggest arm in the yeah. league. Well, besides Josh Allen, and maybe Will Levis. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Stroud. I'm going Stroud. Like Herbert in crunch time, I have concerns. And is some of that Brandon Staley? Maybe, but See, I don't I think, know that yet. I think last year's Chargers Jags playoff game was detrimental to both quarterbacks yeah. because both of them played one half well and one half really, really, really bad. I don't see Stroud ever playing that bad. But I still need to see a little more to make sure that he, in a playoff game, is going to play that good. So did y'all, y'all both said Herbert? I think yes. Herbert right y'all now. Y'all outvoted me on Herbert. Okay, so you out, outvoted me on Herbert. Y'all outvoted me on Burrow Allen. and Mahomes. Allen. Now, y'all, Allen. y'all didn't outvote me on those. Y'all outvoted me on Allen. Oh, well, I voted you. A uh, couple more of these AFC teams real quick. We'll rapid fire. Jimmy Garoppolo. Duh. Better. Russell Wilson. Better. Okay. All right, let's what look at the- O'Connell? Uh, well, who? Who's that? He's All right, let's look at the NFC side of this. Where have we gone wrong so far? 713-780-ESPN. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5.